Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com. So I'm so excited. I'm a little, how to say, a little off. Uh, I mean, first of all, you'll be blessed, some of you more than others, because uh, some of you already uh, were at the first service. And there is something weird with me. I cannot preach one and the same sermon, you know, two times. I don't know why. Something wrong with me. So I, when I have two services, I always preach two, two different sermons. So some of you will be double blessed. Okay. Praise God. But uh, woo, thank you, Lord. This praise and worship was so powerful. Wow. Just took me to some places. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, for time's sake, I will try to get sober and just get right, right to the point. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Well, let me start with that. Um, I received this um, revelation like two days ago. God is amazing. Hey, uh, we're supposed to receive an impartation of revelation when we read the Bible, okay? But sometimes you read the Bible, you don't get anything, okay? And then you go make your smoothie and boom, it comes. <laughs> uh, because the word is a seed compared to a seed, you know? So you plant the seed and sometimes it, it takes a little time to grow up and manifest, okay? So I was making my smoothie and boom, I got this amazing revelation, you know? And God spoke to my heart. And uh, I had, yesterday, I had prepared like five sermons, six, you know, <laughs> under the title Caleb. And, uh, but God is cleaning up and uh, giving me some stuff, you know, which I really believe is from him. It's not an information, it's not a matter of information, it's a matter of importation, okay? And, uh, uh, I got something amazing this morning during the praise and worship. Uh, Mind-blowing for me personally. You know, I'm praising God. Not my ability to receive from Him. He's awesome. And I really believe you will learn some new things and will be blessed because it, it came from Him. But He reminded me of something. He, he, he spoke to me and revealed to me two days ago that He's the God of the high places. Now, what does it mean? He's the God of the high places. Well, he's high and lifted up. We know. We know that we are living and existing in two different realms. And the Bible says that the ways and the thoughts of God, the way he thinks, the way he considers things are higher than the way we think, we consider things, and we will, his, his thoughts and his ways uh, as higher, uh, as high uh, uh, than ours, as heaven is higher than the, highest than the earth, you know? And uh, I mean, this big, huge difference 
And God is positioned in these high places of understanding things, seeing things, perceiving things. And, and, and he's the God of the mountains, you know. That's how he transfers the picture of the spiritual in, in, into the realm of the natural by giving us pictures and examples in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. There are a lot of encounters, uh, you know, uh, people have met God on the mountaintops, okay? They had to go to the mountain. Actually, what God revealed two days ago to me was because I always had this question about Elijah. You know the story about Elijah, great prophet, mighty man of God. Now, how many of you know that God spoke to Elijah, you know, real deal? I mean, in the face-to-face -face information was... Like genuine and real was not spooky, like just dreams or something, uh, uh, which is kind of a, like in the fog, you know, not very clear. So I really believe that Elijah had his ability to communicate with God, with God's voice. And he heard God, you know, clearly multiple times. And, and you know, he, he was sent by God, for example, to, to the widow uh, of Sarepta, of Sidon, and uh, he listened to the Lord. He went there and found that provision. Okay, then, then another time, it, preliminary, I am a little, you know, but please excuse me because I'm, I'm trying to, to strengthen myself in the Lord. I just want to lay down. Honestly, I just want to lay down. Forget about the service, preaching, everything. I just want to eat and drink him and just be at his table and worship him. Help me, Lord. This man, he... Uh, Elijah. Imagine he commanded the weather like it's going to be like that. And all the forecast, he proved them wrong. I mean, for, forecast of the weather. You know, like he said, it will not rain for three years until I proclaim rain again. Now, how about that? Isn't that something which he heard from the Lord very clear? So this is my point I'm, I, I'm trying to get through. Okay, so why Elijah had to travel 40 days, that long journey to that remote place on the mountaintop to meet the Lord, to face the Lord, and to receive a revelation, an impartation, or, or just an encounter, and just a word from God, since he had already that communication, that contact with the Lord. Do, do you remember the story that... Uh, after the great victory, he killed all the false prophets and uh, he commanded fire to come from heaven. And then under the threat of Jezebel, you know, he ran away and finally he had to make it to the mountain of the Lord to meet with God, to be strengthened and empowered and anointed in a fresh and return and come back again with a new power and, and just to perform and to do everything he has to accomplish, okay? So my question was like, wait a minute. If, 
if I have already this privilege to speak with God, to hear from Him, such an amazing things, you know, such a powerful things uh, already happened in His life. Why in the world He had to travel that long to face the Lord, you know, and to hear from Him? Amen? That's a good question. You see, and He made it miraculously. Because the Bible says he was so exhausted, hungry, and thirsty that he fell, collapsed uh, under a tree. Because it's a desert place, rocky place, he had to have a shade. So he found a small tree and collapsed under it and, and slept. And God sent an angel to Elijah. And the angel, believe it or not, brought drink and meat and food to him. He ate, he drank, he slept. Then it was repeated he ate again, he drank, and the Bible says with the power, with the power of this meal, you know, he was, the, with the strength, he was strengthened, he was able to travel 40 days and 40 nights to, to the mountain of the Lord. You see how much it took for him to, to make it. And, and this morning during the praise and worship, you know, God reminded me of that. And let me tell you something. You will not found, uh, find, excuse me, you will not find the Lord in the world, in the valley, of, in the ways, in, in the mindsets, in the valleys, in the, most of the radio stations, most of the TV stations and programs and shows. You will not be able to meet the Lord and to receive an encounter from Him on that level. You need to climb that spiritual mountain, that mountain peak of, in the spirit where He abides. He is calling you to a high places. You need to turn your back. You need to abandon these regular ways of the world, you know, to face the higher places of God, to make it there, you know, strengthened by Him. If you want him, you need to pay that price, if I can say that. Turning your back to the valleys of the world and make it to the mountain peak where he abides. Because God is not abiding where sin and darkness and he is the God of all light and glory. And we need to turn our hearts, you know, to Him. And if we hunger, if we crave for Him, if we are hungry for that kind of encounters, it will cost us something. You know, people are paying that price, you know, turning to, to, to the Lord. They have to turn their backs to, to, to the ways of the world. So, this is the thing, though. This morning, God revealed something amazing to me. Do you know that in the New Testament, Jesus took three of his disciples again on a mountaintop? It is called like the story of the Mount of the Transfiguration. Why? Because when he took him there, the Bible says, he started praying, communicating with the Lord. Now listen to this. On that mountain peak where he prayed and took his disciples... He transfigured in a such an amazing way that he started emitting glorious light of another dimension. And not just spiritually, not only on his face, but the Bible says even his robe, even his clothes, his mantle was emitting, became white as uh, white of another dimension. 
you know, the author is trying to find words to describe it, and he goes like, it is white, but it is not of this world, because no one in this world can accomplish that kind, that kind of whiteness. And he was reflecting and emitting, and he transfigured and transformed before their eyes and their faces, and he became the man of, of, of another dimension, the high dimension of God, you know. And then, and I listen to this, listen to this. I'm in this business of studying the world, you know, and exploring more than 30 years. And there were always this question and these comment, uh, commentaries and all kind of things like that. Why these two people appeared with, 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 with Jesus on the mountaintop, Elijah and Moses? And two, two people, the Bible says, two men appeared and they spoke with him. One of them was Elijah, the other one was Moses. While he was emitting that glory, you know, his disciples with him. And this morning while I was praying, and I already had a sermon, a good one, powerful one, you know. But God struck me like a lightning. And I took the risk to go with it. And I believe I'm going to bless you. Now listen to this. First of all, only three people in the Bible, only three personalities in the Bible climbed a mountaintop to meet with God. And to have a glorious, powerful encounter of another dimension with him. The first one was who? Moses. You, you know the story? On the way to, on the journey to the promised land. Uh, you know, God called him on the mountaintop of Mount Sinai. And he met God. And he stood there 40 days and 40 nights without eating any food, neither food, drink, whatever. And when he came back, he was actually transformed. And the Bible says his face was shining and emitting light and glory. The people got afraid, so he had to put a veil, you know, to prevent that, 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 that manifesta glorious manifestation. He's the first one. Now we have a second one. The Old Testament again. And that's Elijah. Elijah actually went the same place, the same mountain. That's how he had to travel that long. He had to go to the Mount Sinai. The same place where Moses met God. Elijah went. And Elijah met God. And he had these powerful manifestations of uh, mind-blowing like a, a, a wind. Of such a power which will uh, uh, cut into the, 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 the surrounding uh, hills and, and huge trees, you know, just falling down and earthquakes and all, all, all kind of things like that. And then the, the, small, uh, the small tiny voice, you know, which came and God spoke to him and sent him back. And I was this morning like, oh, wait a minute, Elijah and Moses and Jesus Again, on the mountaintop, Jesus is the third one. Jesus 3 is completion, okay? Jesus is the third one who completed and finished that, that, kind, of, that kind of, you know, encounter we, we need with the Lord like a communicator. Because without a communicator in the Old Testament, you, you, you cannot 
communicate with God. So someone had to take the risk at that journey to climb the, to climb the mountaintop, to meet with the Lord, go down and deliver the information, the, the empowerment, whatever it, it is. And then with Elijah, you know, it was transferred on Elisha. But then the third one, who is the, the final completion in the face of Jesus, you know, we have... The, the, the finalization of everything God has appointed for us. So Jesus had to, to make it to the mountaintop. And he had this encounter with the Lord in such a way that the glory manifested powerfully through him. But Elijah and Moses came, appeared and spoke with him. We don't know what that conversation was all about. But definitely I, one of the things I believe they, they spoke is that the realization, the finalization you know if this is a word English word you know of everything which was appointed the long journey through the Old Testament in the New Testament was finalized in the face and completed in the face of Jesus on our behalf on our behalf and the good thing about this It's because of Jesus. You are also privileged and involved and included right now. In that realm. In that sphere. In this influence. In this realm of existence of God's glory and power. And the essence of his nature. You are partaking you are made partakers. You included. Amen. There is no more separation. There is no more need of a mediator. Because in the face of Jesus, he is the last one. And his uh, mediatory affects you in a different way. You receive the information now by being a partaker, not just being a, a receiver of information or things like that. Wow. I want to prove that. Now listen what... This is the Gospel of Luke. This story is found almost in all of the Gospels, you know. Matthew, Mark. This is Luke though. Different perspective. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistering. And behold, two men talking with him who were Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory. Now, wait a minute. Who appeared in glory. You know, glory belongs to the Lord. Glory belongs to the Lord. Okay, it's not just something regular we, we put on us. So, they appeared in glory. Glory belonged to them. They had an encounter in the Old Testament. You know, they were clouded in this glory. Uh, you know, they appeared in glory. Which means glory belonged to them. Praise God. They were partaking already. Yeah. And they spoke of his 
disease which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. But listen to this now. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. And listen to this. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Now, Moses and Elijah appeared in what? In glory. Okay, they, they are kind of asleep, you know, lack of oxygen enough on the mountaintop. Anyway, just kidding. But when they got fully awake, they saw, they saw his glory, Jesus' glory, and the two men who stood with him. Do you see the difference? Now the glory which was in them, on them, was transferred on the third one, the finalization, the, the completion. They saw Jesus as the final completion on our behalf, in our sake, if I can say, you know. So the glory was transferred and fulfilled and completed in Jesus. And they got fully awake. Spiritually, it means now God is awakening our spiritual senses, our spiritual eyes, our new spiritual identity. We are transferred and positioned in Christ Jesus, brought to a new place and to a new, introduced to a new sphere of existence of which we need to be awakened and get fully aware of the finalization of the last Adam, the second Adam, the last man, the head of all humankind, and to realize what has given, what kind of privileges have been given to us being with Christ. So the point is this. Then it happened as they were parting Moses and Elijah from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them. And they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud. It was not just a physical manifestation of a mist, a cloud, a fog, or whatever. It was the essence of God who is a spirit. But it, the spirit became so intense, so thick, that it, it started forming a, a physical manifestation all around them. Enveloping them, embracing them, wrapping them all around. They got caught in the glory of God in his presence. You see, and he spoke. It's not a cloud. It is God's presence. And a voice came out of the cloud. You see, it was God saying, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. When the voice had ceased. Jesus was found alone. Actually, this is the final command of the, the gap between the Old and the New Testament. You know, that's the final command. The transfer from the Old Testament and all the commands now is 
being condensed in only one command. God is transferring the whole package of the Old Testament commands into one command, which is found in, you know, in Jesus. Listen, from now on, listen to Him. Whatever He tells you, whatever He does, whatever He declares, that is my will, my final will. Listen to him. He is found alone. What does it mean? We don't need any more the spirit of Elijah. We don't need any more the spirit of Moses. We don't need any more Old Testament patterns of medi mediators and, 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 and receiving from the Lord. Because now, because of Jesus and being in Jesus, being accepted in the Beloved, now you are joint heir and partaker of the very nature, the very essence of God Himself. Moses had to make it to the mountaintop. You see, Elijah had to travel and, and to make it. It cost him a lot, you know, that kind of, because it's not found. It's not found in this, this, this sphere of the natural where the prince of the darkness is still reigning in, in the lives of people through lies. You know, it is found on the spiritual mountain peak and top uh, of God where you are positioned, raised up and taken and seated together in Christ Jesus. And now whatever is found in him, all the privileges, all the benefits God has given to Jesus, now they belong to you that's why he is found alone because the bible says that when, when john saw the throne the throne room he, he 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 explains it like and on the throne was sitting one one is on the throne sufficient for all now do you know that peter have seen a lot, like signs, wonders, miracles, and all kind of stuff like that. He was the guy who walked on the water. Okay? Have you tried that? If, if you think it's kind of an ordinary thing, you know, I know that. Just, just try it. Don't try this at home, okay? <laughs> now, so later on, when he's writing his epistles, he's speaking one specific thing about the greatest encounter, overwhelming encounter in his life. He's not talking about walking on the water, you know, raising a lame man at the gate, beautiful. Uh, like, do you know that people got healed while he was just passing by by his shadow? He doesn't say, God was so mighty, so awesome on me that even through my shadow I've seen people raised, you know, like most of the today's preacher would go. But he goes like, one of the greatest powerful encounters I have ever had was when we heard the voice of the Father on the mountaintop. This is the pinnacle of my spiritual encounters, you know, in my life when I was on the mountaintop with him. We are not talking fables and all kind of 
uh, you know, phony baloney. But we are talking about the reality of God which we saw and which we partook on the mountaintop. The very glory of the Lord encompassed them, embraced them. And God spoke and God became one. Because of Jesus, you have that great privilege. Now, let me, let me, let me read the scripture. And this is Hebrews uh, chapter 12. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest. That's uh, Mount Sinai with Moses. And the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the heavens beg that no further message be spoken to them. For they couldn't endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches that mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was that sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Now listen, this is your story. This is about you. But you have come to a different place. To Mount Zion. And to the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. And to the innumerable angels in festal gathering. And to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. And to God, the judge of all. And to the spirits of the righteous made perfect the last one are you ready and to jesus come on folks and to jesus the made the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of abel this is our privilege this is our position this is our because of him three disciples embraced by the glory of god in the old testament even when, when the glory of the cloud of God's glory filled the temple during uh, Solomon's dedication, the Bible says 120 qualified, dressed up, prepared to serve priests couldn't enter and participate. Although they were qualified. Do you understand that? They got afraid. They felt like they are a different kind and they cannot mingle. With that kind of reality. You see they feel, felt unworthy. That this is not for us. Yes they were dressed up. Qualified. Born of the, the right background. And, 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 and origin. And everything. And yet something was missing. Do you understand that what you possess today. Is qualifying you. For something greater. Which no one in the Old Testament. Was privileged ever to possess. Woo, praise God. Thank you, Lord. I bless you right now in the name of Jesus. Take your place and get fully awake where you have invited to be. Where Jesus is glorious. Where Jesus is the presence of God. is. I and the Father are one. If you are in Jesus, you are one with the Father. And every privilege and benefit he had on that mountaintop, God didn't hesitate to pour it out and to release it over his disciples. Now, I'm not talking about saints. I'm talking about ordinary fishermen. These were not even qualified to be rabbis or disciples at some famous rabbi. 
Okay, they were ordinary fishermen, but found and called out by Jesus and took, you know, with him on the mountaintop. Boom, whatever was his was, they, they got partakers, you know, and participated in it. And today you don't have to be special. You are qualified and accepted because of the special one. You may be just a slow learner from the back seat, you know. And, but the Bible calls you greater than John the Baptist because the privilege you possess today is greater than whatever was found in John the Baptist because you're born again and, and, and God has given you power to become a child of the Most High God. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, raise us up with Jesus. Take us to this high place. We need to, claim, to climb that mountain, spiritual Mount Zion, and be positioned there and found all the privileges and all the benefits which belongs to us and God has given us in the face of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, Lord. We thank you for being so generous and so gracious that everything, everything required for life and godliness in Christ Jesus is ours also. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Carol. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com.